doing great welcome to my podcast little mind chat minds are little not our thoughts i'm your host siona the date today is 22nd of may 2021 if you're listening to little mind chats for the first time my podcast is for kids it's for our generation to be better informed and more aware of the kind of earth we live in today and the kind we will inherit in the future I pick one reality-based topic each season and invite experts to speak and educate us with real facts. Right now, we're in Season 4, Earth and Environment. Apart from this, I even do fortnightly news from across the world because I believe we are all global citizens. Today's episode is my 25th news episode. Let's jump straight into some interesting news from across the world. In today's COVID-related news, overall, China and the US have given the most doses with about 409 million and 274 million respectively, while India has administered more than 182 million so far. India which has the second highest number of cases in total after the US, is currently seeing about 300,000 new confirmed cases every day. The healthcare system is under extreme pressure, with hospitals at full capacity. Thailand has also seen a spike in cases centered on the country's prisons. Vaccine rollouts across the European Union have been problematic. There have been delays in deliveries and concerns over the safety of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, which a number of countries have withdrawn from use or restricted to certain age groups. Moving on to some political news. Fights between Israelis and Palestinians. Israel and Palestine, two countries located near the Middle East, have been bitter rivals since 1948. The biggest cause of the violence is religion. The Palestinians are Muslim and most Israelis are Jewish. Events got worse quickly after Israeli police attacked the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The mosque is Islam's third holiest spot. The area around the mosque is the most holy spot for Jewish people. Hundreds of Palestinians were in the mosque. Some had been throwing rocks into a nearby road where Israelis were praying. Israeli police attacked the mosque with small explosions, tear gas and rubber bullets. Hundreds of Palestinians were injured. The Palestinian militant group Hamas demanded that Israeli police pull out of the area around Al-Aqsa Mosque. When that didn't happen, militants in Gaza fired hundreds of rockets at Israel. Gaza is an area of Palestinian land controlled by Hamas. 
Most of the rockets were stopped by Israeli's defense system. In response, Israel attacked Palestinians in Gaza, firing weapons from planes. The history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict began with the establishment of the State of Israel. This conflict came from the intercommunal violence in mandatory Palestine between Israelis and Arabs from 1920 and erupted into full-scale hostilities in the 1947-1948 civil war. United Nations is now playing the role of a parent to mediate between the two countries. I hope they will succeed. US oil pipeline shuts down due to computer attack. Colonial pipeline which provides 45% of the gasoline and other fuels used by the US East Coast was shut down on Friday due to a cyber attack. This pipeline system delivers gas, diesel and jet fuel from Texas along the East Coast up to the New York and New Jersey. The company announced that it was the victim of a cybersecurity attack and that it was a ransomware attack. But what is a ransomware attack? In a ransomware attack, the attackers use special software to scramble the files on computers so they can't be used. The attackers say they will unlock the files if they are paid money or ransom. Colonial said that when it learned of the, of the attack, it shut down its entire pipeline. The oil company also hired a computer security company to help with the problem. Wow, I'm sure some of us could take cybersecurity as a full-time profession to help in such events in the future. Now let's listen to some space news. Make sure you don't miss the Super Blood Moon Eclipse on May 26th. Total lunar eclipses are always spectacular to watch, but the one on May 26, 2021 promises to be particularly memorable because it coincides with a supermoon. This means that the moon, which will be at perigee, meaning its closest distance to Earth, will appear about 7% larger and 15% brighter than a standard full moon. The eclipse will be most visible only from a few places like the western part of America Australia and New Zealand and Eastern Asia. In the US, the best views will be reserved for Hawaii, Alaska and the Western States. For a total lunar eclipse to occur, two conditions have to be met. The moon has to be full and in perfect alignment with the Earth and the Sun. Lunar eclipses do not occur every full moon because the plane of our satellite's orbit is slightly tilted to that of the Earth's and hence not always in a straight line. Unlike a solar eclipse, which can only be seen from specific areas, a lunar eclipse is visible from every place on the Earth's night side. 
It can also be viewed without any protective glasses. While totality usually lasts for only about 15 minutes, it typically takes the moon a few hours to emerge from the Earth's shadow, providing viewers ample time to enjoy the event. Perseverance rover successfully pulls breathable oxygen from the red planet's atmosphere. On April 20, 2021, Perseverance added yet another feather to its cap by extracting 5.4 grams of breathable oxygen, enough to keep an astronaut healthy for about 10 minutes of normal activity from the wispy Martian air. The oxygen was generated by a toaster-sized instrument called a Mass Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, or MOXI, aboard the rover. Still in the early stages of development, the machine, which took about an hour to produce the gas, carries out the conversion through a simple chemical process. It separates the two oxygen atoms from the carbon dioxide molecules which make up over 96% of the atmosphere on Mars and stores them for future use. The remaining carbon monoxide molecule is released back into the red planet's atmosphere. Its job is to break oxygen atoms of carbon dioxide, the primary component of Mars's atmosphere. It's like an electrical tree, says MOXIE's principal investigator Michael Hecht of MIT's Haystack Observatory. Like that's not enough news about Mars, Mars rover Perseverance now has a new friend on the red planet. It's from China. Yes, China finally launched its own rover onto Mars called Jurong Mars Rover. Its landing location turned out to be an exciting point of discussion for scientists all over the world. Scientists are rushing to analyze satellite images and geological maps to pinpoint intriguing features. Of particular significance is a possible mud volcano, a type of landform that no Mars rover has visited before. Radio signals sent after the rover unfurled its solar panels suggest that it has arrived at the western edge of Utopia Planitia, about 1,800 kilometers northeast of NASA's Perseverance rover, which landed in February. Let's listen to some news about environment and nature. Scientists find a hundred-year-old monster fish. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, USFWS, scientists got a real surprise this April. After getting a bite on a fishing line, it took three crew members about six minutes to pull in the massive fish. It was a lake sturgeon, a fish with a shark-like tail that lives on the bottoms of lakes and rivers. The USFWS scientists go fishing in the Detroit River to get an idea of the numbers and kinds of fish that live there. 
The giant sturgeon weighed about 109 kilograms and was nearly seven feet long. The USFWS described it as a real-life river monster, based on its size and weight. The scientists believed the sturgeon was a female over a hundred years old. Lake sturgeons are threatened in Michigan and several other states. Only about seven thousand are left. Eastern U.S. expecting billions of cicadas. Insects known as cicadas, or in this case, periodical cicadas, are only found in North America. They have large red eyes and lacy orange wings. They got their unusual name from their unusual life cycles. They spend a period of thirteen to seventeen years underground. Then they come out for just a few weeks before dying. Cicadas that have been underground for seventeen years are coming out in great numbers, mating and making lots of noise. Scientists still don't know how the nymphs keep track of time, but somehow, after seventeen years, the nymphs all come out of the ground at about the same time. Females can lay up to six hundred eggs in just a few weeks. The adults will have reached the end of their long lives, but six to ten weeks after the eggs are laid, young cicada nymphs begin to come out, and the cycle begins again. They fall to the ground and begin digging down underground, where they'll spend the next seventeen years. Thankfully, cicadas don't bite or sting. That brings us to the end of our news episode. Please share this podcast with all of your contacts and follow me on my social media. Don't forget to visit my website, littlemindchats.com. If you haven't signed my petition to say no to plastic toys, please do sign it. Most important of all, stay masked, wash your hands frequently, and stay safe at home. Thanks again for listening.